There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, and welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast. I'm Alison Perry, and you're listening to episode three. Yes, welcome back to the podcast where I interview different mums and dads. For my third episode, I interviewed someone who I think is a complete legend. Louise Pentland is a YouTuber and she has over three and a half million subscribers on her YouTube channels. Uh, She's a beauty and lifestyle vlogger and she's also an author. Her most recent book is a novel called Wild Like Me and it topped the Sunday Times bestseller charts, which is no mean feat. She was also named as a UN change ambassador for gender equality. And on top of all of that, as if all of that wasn't enough on her plate, she's a mum to a six-year-old and she's pregnant. So she's due, uh, I think, end of this year, beginning of next year. So if there was anybody who was ideal to speak to about juggling family life and work, it's Louise Pentland. So I went up to her house in Northamptonshire and we drank lots of cups of tea and we caught up on how she does juggle it all. Uh, and I was really interested to hear her tips and what she had to say on it. So I really hope you enjoy the interview. So welcome, Louise Pentland, to the podcast. Thank you. I, d- I did a small dance. It was almost like a little drum roll. Yeah, like da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, but I love you it. can't see this. No, but we'll just, you know, you can imagine it. Yeah. Do you want me to shut that window, actually? No, it's all good. It's fine. Okay. So so we're sat in Louise's uh, guest bedroom yes. in her home. Yes. Uh, just to set the scene, there, um, <laughs> there are beautiful things wrapped around the bed. We've got some lovely floral pillowcases going on. Louise has been munching on some hummus and breadsticks and cheese. Oh yes, smoked applewood. I am desperate to have some blue cheese as soon as this baby is out. Like, before I've even delivered the placenta, I'm going to be like, get me the blue cheese. Serve me the cheese. Cheese and crackers, please. Your partner will be there with a platter. Yeah. I did say, I was like, you know how most people get a push present? I don't want diamonds or jewellery. I want a wheel of brie. And I don't mean a slice, I mean a wheel a whole wheel. Of I love brie. it. I had that. Um, when I had my daughter six years ago, nearly seven years ago, my push present was Neil's Yard Dairy, which is this amazing cheese shop in London. Yeah. My husband basically just got me a job lot of cheese. Oh my god, that sounds like what I need in my life. I didn't hear of push presents until after the push, 
So I feel like I was robbed. Yeah, you're, you're owed a big one. Yeah, tell I'm you. like a big one. So you are four months pregnant right now? Yes. Four months pregnant. Yeah. Four months and counting. And you're a mum of one. Yeah. Um, and you're fairly busy, aren't you? Let yes. me just read you the biography on your Amazon. In fact, can you read it? Because I think. Oh no, it's so. Having you read it. Can I use bad language in this? Or are you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so wanky, isn't it? Well, just so you know, for your listeners, I didn't write this about myself. It's the worst thing having to write this kind of thing about yourself, though, I isn't it? I just don't. When people are like, can you write a bio? I'm like, no. Um, you are free to write whatever you like about me, but I'm not going to be that like wanky dick that's like, oh, he's not right. But, I'll read but, this. But can I just stop you and say, why is it? Why do we struggle to write these things about ourselves? They're all achievements I, that we have made, things we have done. I have I have thought about this before, but I still I'm like, oh, I'm all for like, like, Alison, please tell me everything you've done. But I'm like, I can't bring myself to do it. But you are right. We should just be like, hey, I'm really badass. We should own I'll it. I'll read this. I'm going to own the wankiness. Do it. Louise Pentland is a lifestyle and beauty blogger, vlogger, author and fashion designer. Her two YouTube channels have a total of over 3.7 million subscribers. And her debut book, Life with a Sprinkle of Glitter, was a Sunday Times bestseller. 2017 sees her turn her hand to fiction, writing with the release of her debut novel, Wild Like Me. She is also a champion for gender equality and female empowerment, and in 2016, she was named as a United Nations Change Ambassador for Gender Equality. I mean, wow. seriously. <laughs> so, how do you have time to pee? Um, in amongst all of that? Well... <laughs> One of my main life skills is time management, which I didn't demonstrate to you this morning when you got here and I came down and you were already here. And I was like, oh, hello. Um, I have quite a structured life. So everything, especially in YouTube world, looks like it's kind of like free-spirited fun and games and just, oh, I'll see where the day takes me. But my life is quite regimented and I'm not overly flexible. So when people are like, I'll come and stay, I'm like, no, we will mm. schedule this. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, I have my daughter 50% of the time because um, I'm divorced, so she goes to her dad half the time. So I always know that, unlike a lot of work-at-home mums, I have generally three solid days of uninterrupted time. So I just get a lot done in those days. Um, my partner works shift work. Um, he works with vulnerable people in our county. So he is out at odd hours, which suits me because then I can work in the evenings. Mm. Um, and I have a great support team of people to help me. So actually, this feels quite normal to me and I like it. Although when I met my now boyfriend, Liam, I was telling him about the year I'd had, like the year before we started dating. He was like, wow, you had a big year. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. All my years are quite big. I like to have big years because soon we'll be old and we'll look back and like, I want to have filled my life with stuff that I've done. I like to have big years. I feel like that should be on your yeah. Twitter bio, your Instagram bio. Yeah, I like to have big years. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. And was there a point, you know, when actually being a single mum, it, it felt like a struggle or have you yes. always just felt like it's, it's, it's good? <laughs> so I think like everybody, I never really planned to be a single mum. I don't think anyone has a baby and thinks, oh, well, I can't wait to do this all by myself. But, um... For all the right reasons, um, Darcy, that's my little girl, Darcy's dad and I separated and each became single parents. And um, although it was very hard, I will still insist that being a single mum was better for me than being in a relationship that wasn't right because um, Darcy was very young when we split, so she doesn't, she didn't feel it like she would if we'd have waited. Um, 
on the single mum bit, was, there was just so many things that I didn't anticipate that would be hard that were. It's just the daily grind of doing everything yourself and not having that other person to be like, I need, I'm going upstairs for an hour, can yeah. you deal with dinner? Can yeah. you put the dishes away? Um, but you become quite accustomed to it. And I think that Darcy was three and a half, so I was at a good stage. She was potty trained and she could feed herself and like do, she's quite independent. But I take my hat off to those mums who do it through babyhood and toddlerhood or with multiple children because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be them. Yeah, it sounds, work. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of hard work. Yeah. And it probably was, it, I mean, it sounds like it's that kind of thing. Sometimes just at the end of the day, just having that person there to kind of go, oh my goodness, today was yeah. a nightmare. I'm just talking Sorry it through. The truck outside. That's all right. <laughs> it's authentic. It's good. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the emotional support as well of having someone be on your team. I think that's what I missed the most and that's what was the hardest actually not necessarily the day-to-day like excuse me about a hiccup the day-to-day like running of things it's the emotional support of someone to say like good job you did a good job or like don't worry or you know just those little things um but now that I'm in a relationship and I've been in it for a while I feel like I have a team again which is nice yeah yeah that's good that's good um so it sounds like you are pretty organized then you've you know you feel you're, you're really structured yeah my life's an organized mess so like you what what Alison failed to mention amongst like the pretty floral pillows is like the stack of boxes in the corner with a tripod balanced on top of like some stuff for the loft and all that kind of stuff but I know what things are so yeah, it looks you, messy. But you moved quite recently, so we'll let you off having some boxes in the corner. Well, I moved, and then the week after I moved in, I found out I was pregnant. So I was like, oh good. So then I spent three months sort of just being sick. That's the thing. The last, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, weirdly, the same thing happened to us. We moved into our place, and then a few like two months later, I realised I was pregnant. And we had a really productive two months, and then everything just stopped. Just stopped. Because I feel like I'm only just getting back to it. I'm like, oh good. I'm going to buy some stuff from HomeSense, as you saw earlier, with, like, my excessive HomeSense. Yeah, Louise, has just, at the bottom of the stairs, has just got a massive HomeSense haul. Just are you, are you going to do a whole video? Yes. I feel like you need to. I'm going to. Well, I filmed while we were going round, and then... So I worked with Emma from Brummy Mummy of Two, who, top tip for you, listeners, don't ever go shopping with her. She's an enabler. I didn't need anything. I didn't need anything. But you never need anything in HomeSense. That's not why you go to HomeSense. Yeah, you never actually go, I need one plain candle yes <laughs> god bless home sense and god bless emma ah oh, brilliant brilliant um so yeah so do you have any apart from just being generally organized do you have any top tips for just balancing work and motherhood yeah so obviously number one is to be organized with your time because you have to appreciate that both are important so as much as we all want to go well my my child is the most precious thing in the world the most important yes they are but I couldn't sustain mine and Darcy's lifestyle without working. So it's never an option for me to be like, do you know what, today I'm just going to sack it all in and just go and play all day. Mm. If I want to do that, which I often do, I then have to sacrifice my evening, which I don't mind because I'm not really a party animal, so I'm quite happy to do that. Um, But I do think that you can be realistic and it is okay to shut your laptop and give your child some undivided time. Um, And also, I'm a firm believer that it is okay to say to your lovely precious one, I'm working now, you're going to have to go and find your own fun. Mm. When I think back to my own childhood, both my parents ran their own businesses and quite often I was like left to my own devices and I think it did me good. Mm. It sort of strengthened my imagination and made me independent and resourceful. So I don't feel hugely guilty to say to Darcy, right, for the next 45 minutes to an hour, 
it's find your own fun time. Yeah. Um, obviously, got, if you've got babies and toddlers, it's a bit different. It's different. Yeah. I've got a friend, actually, who I saw yesterday, and she's, she's got kids kind of that kind of age, and she has basically got a list um, that she can refer to during the summer holidays. If she needs five minutes, ten minutes, just do something, whether it's work or something around the house. Yeah. She's got a list that she got off Pinterest of activities that she can send her kids off to do. That is a good idea. Such yes. a good idea. I mean, come back to me in six months when I'll be, like, having a newborn and, like, crying because I can't get anything done. <laughs> and then I won't be able to be. Yeah. It's funny, <laughs> though. time or stitches. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, going back to what you were saying about when we were kids, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 38, but but it's a similar kind of generation. And I really feel like nowadays things are so much more child-focused. And yes. when we were kids, we had to find our own fun a lot of the time and we weren't ever relying on our parents to entertain us, were we? Oh, my God. I was basically neglected by my parents. Left to play with matches and knives. <laughs> Almost, not quite. No. You're like, don't, don't say that. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, yeah, my mum ran a craft fair business. So she was often making um, stuff for her craft, like the original Etsy, I suppose. And then I would just play with all her supplies. So actually I was playing with like scissors and knives a lot, um, which I wouldn't recommend for your children now. Um, But I don't feel like I was hard done by at all. Whereas now I find Darcy's like, Mum, what next? Mum, what next? I'm often setting out an activity for her. Yeah. Um, But I don't know that our parents did that for us, but I think that just must be... A generational thing, yeah. isn't it? And I think we are facilitating that and we are kind of creating that expectation yeah. in our children somehow. And we make ourselves feel so guilty so if we've guilty. not done something super exciting that day, especially when I see other people on my personal Facebook. They're like, took the kids for a great day out at the London Eye and then we went for dinner and then we went on a boat and then we went in a rocket and then we went to a museum and then we had ice cream and they're so happy. And I was like, well, we went to soft play. And then came home. Yeah, I watched some telly. Yeah. But that's fine. Like <laughs> That's what we've done. <laughs> but, but it's so true. You, you definitely get that kind of social media... I don't know what it is, whether it is, it's almost like a slight sort of anxiety when you see other parents living their best family lives on social media and but you're then there. that's what we're doing to other people as well. Sometimes I think I want to say to people, just FYI. Yeah. Like I've spent a great portion of today without a bra on and sort of with makeup all over my face and wondering, like, where my laptop charger is. Yeah. Like, that's been most of my day. I had a lady, a friend of mine, God, I hope she doesn't listen to this, who last year worked out there were 52 days of summer holidays and she did 52 day trips. You are kidding. She did 52 <gasps> day trips. Give that lady a medal. Yeah, but when did she do anything else? Oh, like, my Like, when goodness. did she, like, get a wax or, you know... <laughs> put the bins out like when did she do these things i think it's also really important for kids to have some downtime so like children get knackered if they're just constantly going to the zoo one day and chessington the next day and whatever else you know give them the telly and a bit of paper and some coloring pens and let them just chill for a few hours or a job lot of shopkins yes oh my god why are shopkins so amazing but she plays with the ages just these tiny little lumps of plastic yeah she just makes little houses for them like wow amazing yeah you can have some more of those (laughs) let's get more to suck up in the hoover give you a bit of time just to get on with your stuff um but your debut book world like me that's about a single mum isn't it yes um it's had really good reviews yeah i know i've been like really pleased i basically was shitting it the entire time i was writing it because first of all i was like no one's gonna believe that i wrote this because of the whole stigma around youtuber books i was like oh great like 
why have I gone to the effort of doing this myself when I could have just had someone do it for me and, you know, everyone's going to accuse me anyway. And then when people started to not do that because I'd been documenting the whole process, I was like, oh my God, what if they're like, oh, I can tell you wrote it. It was a bit shit. <laughs> but then, for the most part, people were like so friendly and there were a couple of things on Amazon where people said really horrible things that weren't helpful things. I'm all right if someone says, do you know what, I liked this but I didn't like this. I'd be like, that's handy for me to know for book two. Um, and I was like, oh my God. To my editor, I was like, oh, five people don't like it. She was like, yeah, but like 120 people do. Like, yeah. these are the Amazon reviews. I was mm. like, yeah, okay, you've got a good point. So I'm absolutely thrilled. It's exceeded what I'd hoped for. Um, and it did, it got to number one in the book charts, which I was really happy about. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a big tick. That's brilliant. And, you, and you've tick. got book two's coming, is it? Book two's coming out. I've self-imposed a bit of a deadline for myself with, you know, this this human that I'm making within. Um, so I'm going to hopefully try and finish that by the end of the year, the, the first draft, and then edit it the second half of next year, and it should be out next summer. Excellent. So, yeah, and that's a sequel of the Robin Wilde story, which is really nice to write, actually. That must be, you, you must feel like you really know the characters, and you, you yeah, know... Yeah, that's why I'm excited. I'm like, oh, good, I don't have to start from scratch again. I already know who's who. We're adding a few more people in. Um, and I'm at that exciting stage now where my editor... Ellie, who's the best, is coming over tomorrow. She came over last week to like listen to me, like vomit my brain at her, basically. And then we do the whole like put it onto post-it things, which I've talked about in videos before, and set it all out, and then get writing. So, are you planning to write it all before the baby arrives, or are you still going to be doing a bit of writing after? I'm going to write the whole first draft before the baby arrives and send that off for the edits, and then come back to the line edits sort of February time. I'm going to take all of January off to like give birth. <laughs> that small that. thing giving that birth that small thing called giving birth which I think about every day do you? oh yeah yeah I do I wish I didn't but I do like I've got everything in place that I could possibly have like I'm going to do hypnobirthing I'm doing aquarobics I think I'm going to have a doula like I am ready for this but also not ready do you feel a bit more prepared because it is the second time you'll have done it? Um, I feel too aware of right. of like how this goes like, it's like, oh, I know what this is like, and I don't want to do it again. I was chatting to Clemmy Hooper um, the other day, and she's a midwife yeah. and um, an Instagrammer, um, and she was saying that being a midwife and being pregnant, and, you know, that's kind of weird, because yes. you know a lot. Yeah, you know more than the average if you're a midwife, don't you? Mm. You know all the ins and outs. Yeah, also, what freaks me out, if I was a midwife, it would be all my friends and colleagues that were like busying about in my in-betweens but I think she I think she felt like that was quite a nice thing because it was friendly faces that were yeah, popping their head so. round and you know popping their head up yeah popping the arm up <laughs> hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you're taking January off. Yeah, sorry about the rustling, repositioning. Sorry, sorry. It's all good. Yes. Taking January off. And then how are you feeling about juggling life and work with a six-year-old and a newborn? Um... I haven't quite got a plan for this yet. Um, I don't quite know what I'm going to do, <laughs> actually. Um, so Darcy is easy peasy. She goes to school and she goes to her dad's and she's just dreamy. She's she's so easy. Um, Liam will take time off to help me to begin with. And then I guess I'm just going to have to like work during nap time. Um, I thought about maybe having a nanny come in or some help during the day, but that's... I would like to try not to do that just because I don't like the idea of having someone in my space all day, really. So we'll see how we go. Um, Darcy went to nursery three days a week, which was invaluable to me. Um, But yeah, I I think I might just slow things down a bit and enjoy newborn motherhood time for a while yeah crazy idea yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's funny though isn't it um like us talking about like work-life balance you never hear men having these conversations you never hear men talking about how to fit it all in insane it drives me so mad that so um when Liam and I had the initial conversation Liam is like the most supportive amazing guy ever but I was like oh who's gonna look after the baby during the day he was like well you will I was like well, I work from... He's like, but you work from home. I was like, oh, are you going to take... Will you take the baby into the office then half the week? And he's like, well, no, I can't do that. I was like, yeah, but... I mean, that's what I'm facing. I'm yeah. facing basically taking my baby to the office. Yeah. Every day. And it's just an interesting conversation. Um, something that used to drive me to absolute distraction when Darcy was little. So... <coughs> sorry, microphone there. <laughs> um, when she was about between one and three... I was, like, heavily into doing all the YouTube conventions, so, like, VidCon, Playlist, Summer in the City, all of that sort of stuff, which required me to be away from home. And every time I went, people go, oh, who's looking after the baby? And I'd be like, her dad. Her dad is. Her Mm. very competent other parent who's just as much a parent as me. But if a guy goes on a business trip, no one goes, oh, who's who's looking after your baby? Oh, my, the missus. It's such oh, double right. standards, yeah, isn't it? it? Is. And it's that whole thing as well where you, people say, um, oh, is, it, is dad babysitting? No, no. No, he's not bloody babysitting. No, he's doing his job, just like yeah. I would be doing my job if I were there. Yeah, it, it really bugs me. But equally, really, I find women don't help themselves. So a lot of people are like, oh, are you going to stop work next year? It's like, no, I'm not going to stop work. Liam isn't going to stop work. I don't want to stop work. My children are going to fit in around my career which is incredibly flexible and it will provide them with a lovely lifestyle and mm. a sane mother who enjoy feels fulfilled and we can all live happily ever after yeah is the theory yeah and, and you know and these things aren't easy but in some ways we can you and I are quite similar in that we both work from home and we can you know do the school run and we can do all these things yeah, around I love, work I love that aspect of it the flexibility it gives us it, you know we're so lucky in that respect oh yeah definitely but it also brings its challenges you know like the number of times I've, I've sort not of having to pay for childcare as well yeah often if you calculate um excuse me going back to um like a structured office-based job the amount that they get paid 
just go, all goes on nursery fees. Mm. So you almost think, oh, what's the point? Yeah. Because see why a lot of women do choose not to go back to work, right? Yeah. Are you uh, following the uh, mother pucker and the flex appeal that she's um, kind of championing? So it's yeah. all about getting better flexible working for everyone, not just for, for mums. I think dads need it too. Liam's um, employers give him 40 hours of paternity leave. I was like, oh... 40 hours. 40 whole hours. Jeez, thanks, guys. I mean, I, I just, personally, I just think, you know, if it works for you as a couple, the whole taking shared parental leave just mm-hmm. makes so much sense to me. So, yes. you know, whether that's, you know, the dad taking three months, six months off yeah. and sharing that, you know, that kind of responsibility and that initial mm-hmm. kind of bout of childcare just because makes so much sense. it's not the 1950s anymore. And, you know, in lots of households, it is women that are bringing in a higher salary, so it makes more sense for them to go back to work and take that full pay packet. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a lot of focus on, um, you know, being much more present with our children and being so much more involved than our parents were with us. But then equally, I think we have to be realistic and, you know, understand that people need to go to work because there are bills to pay. Mm. But also it fulfils us, like, creatively. I love my work. I my sanity. Yeah. I think that as much as... Darcy's like my whole life she's not my whole brain mm. and if I just spent my whole time looking after her I wouldn't be a decent mother because I would just go like a little bit mm. a little bit loopy and need more yeah. definitely yeah I mean that is exactly why I started my blog so you know my little girl was eight or nine months old and I was on maternity leave going slowly crazy yeah, that's how this started maternity leave like ramped everything up so yeah. funny how so many women on maternity yeah. leave yeah, I did read an article though. Um, I think it was in Stylist magazine a few years ago, and it was all about having a power maternity leave. And it oh, did wow. slightly set my teeth on edge because I just thought you don't really need to almost set that expectation because some I mean, women the power maternity leave is like pushing a baby out of your body one way or another, and yeah, <laughs> keeping and, it alive. Yes, for you know for that period, yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, setting that expectation that you, you should be doing all of that plus starting a business and yeah, push a baby have it cut out and then sustain it with like your own breasts or bottles that you've washed and sterilized god yeah why have i done this again and then create an empire yeah and then build your empire yeah on the side easy nap time yeah (laughs) but you know you've done it so brilliant well you know well played thanks i think i just got got lucky with the right time as well i'm doing that thing again uh, it drives me mad. I made a whole video saying you I'm did. not sorry. I love that video that you made. But I still do do it. I still say, oh, I just got really lucky. It's like I, there was an element of luck, but also worked really bloody hard. And also something I've noticed that I do, which I really want to stop doing, is I call my women friends girls, yeah. but my guy friends men. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm having the girls round. It's like, what? They're not girls. These are women. But I would never say I'm having... I'm having the women round. Yeah, I'm having the women round. And then later <laughs> I'm going to go out... I'm, I'm going to go for a drink with, with the boys. Yeah. You, don't, you say, oh, my guy friends, or my men friends, don't you? But we yeah. always refer to women as girls. I think little, those, little people. those little subtle, you know, things in our language yeah. do subconsciously make a they massive do. difference. They definitely do. Um, okay, some quick fire questions. Um, who's your favourite YouTuber? Oh, my God. Um, I have so many different favourite YouTubers for different things. Currently, I'm a little bit obsessed with Emily Norris. Mm. Um, I really like her speed cleaning because it makes me feel like I've cleaned my house even <laughs> though I haven't I'm like no I've watched that I've ticked that box of satisfaction yeah. so Emily Norris yeah. um, so you've just written your book but what's your favourite book of the year what did you read that you can put down Oh well I'm currently reading Lindsay Kelk's I Heart Forever which is out um, not now um, autumn she's great say isn't September, she September mm. roughly but if I'm wrong sorry everyone 
Um, and she sent me a proof, and I am loving it. I can't put it down at the moment. So I'll go for Lindsay Kelts, I Heart Forever. Excellent. Best thing about being pregnant? Um, stretchy jeans. Everything stretchy, stretchy tops. So a lot of this that you're seeing here isn't bumped. This is just sort of like ghibli tum. But I'm like, yeah, let mm. that. Let that poke out yeah. with pride or with a cat hair on it. To be fair, it all gets pushed out because you've you know you've got this baby inside yeah. you, so it all just yeah. stretchy jeans. Yeah. Oh my! Fa- and also, you can always find a chair if you're like, oh, I'm pregnant. Is there a chair? Do you have one of your little badges? You have a little. Ba- I mean, you don't yeah. live in London, so do you? You don't get little badges. We live in Northampton, so we don't have a tube, so we don't get badges. But you just sort of like waddle around and be like, oh. Oh, and someone will give you a chair. Didn't occur to me actually that only Londoners get badges. That seems really unfair yeah. and London centric. But. I don't really use public transport here because I live out in sticks, so yeah. I don't need a badge for my car. Yeah. <laughs> Fair it is. Um, what's the worst thing about being pregnant? Um, the impending birth and feeling sick and tired. But you're, you are feeling a bit better. You're, you're kind of coming oh, yeah, over that. Oh, yeah, I feel good now, but the first three months, I think it's such a shame that your first bit of pregnancy is the worst bit of pregnancy. Mm. So, oh, at least get some of the good stuff. So that and, again, the thought of the birth. I'm really scared about this, as you can tell. You'll be fine, you'll be good, you'll be good. Um, and what's been your most embarrassing mum moment? <sighs> my life is a series of embarrassing mum moments, one off the top of my head. Um, so I was in Seattle about a year ago with Darcy, and I was with my very conservative Christian friends, Marie and Ryan, very lovely, and they wanted to go to a Christian bookshop, and I was like, I'm on board for that, I'm interested in all of that, we go to church sometimes, yes, let's go for it. So we were there, and then this lovely old lady behind the till said to Darcy, oh, what's your name? She said, Darcy. She went, how old are you? She went, well, I'm five, but my mummy makes me say four on the train, so we don't have to pay for a ticket. You're joking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In the Christian bookshop. In the Christian bookshop. Book I just oh. went, oh. <laughs> what did the lady say? She just looked at me, and I was like, oh, <laughs> not every time. <laughs> God. I love that. Well done, Darcy. Yeah, and I've now admitted to everyone that I've like forged once, once, Midland. just one time. That one time. Yeah, that one time. <laughs> now I want to ask you, what's really in your bag? You're going to have to go and fetch your bag. Oh, I'll go and get my bag. Okay. Um, okay. This is the Kate Spade bag of joy, which is really small. You can't see because this is an audio uh, setup, but it's small. But you get a lot in. So first of all. A very tangled pair of headphones, mm-hmm. classic, standard. A really, really grubby coin purse that says, I've been shopping all my life and still have nothing to wear. I have so many nice, swanky purses, but I always go back to this because it's small. Yeah. Oh, God. Pregnacare tablets. Tablets, yeah. Um, a Hilton key card. This is just getting embarrassing now. A, a random £10 note. Just shoved in there in, yeah. in haste. Um, a half-eaten snack, shortcake, Cadbury snack. See, this is where we're getting to it being a bit more like my bag. <laughs> half-eaten snacks. A car key, um, a bunch of receipts, a really unfashionable headband that I like to wear just for, like, total comfort. I see, you say unfashionable, but they're actually really kind of, like, on trend. I, I should get on this, like, turban bandana yeah. business. Do it. Um... Two little mini packets of Nutella, which I stole from a hotel for Darcy yeah. the weekend. So I was like, she would really like those. I love it. Um, a watch of stuff in the side pocket, like receipt, train tickets. Um, this is a flyer for where have I gone? Um, God, what is this? 
Oh, for um, preparing for birth classes that I picked up at the midwife. Nice. God. Okay, a very nice pen. This is a Mont Blanc pen with a, with a diamond in it that my dad got me for a special occasion, which Gosh. shouldn't be at the bottom of my bag. Some wrappers, a lone fiver, a plastic fork, a yellow plastic fork oh. from the chip shop. Oh, I love it. Um, a really old galaxy celebration, which doesn't look like that should be eaten. But you're definitely going to eat that at some point, aren't you? I don't know that I am. I think that's been there a good while. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll have it. <laughs> I dare you to eat this. I bet the chocolate's gone that funny, like, mottled. When it goes color. a bit white, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> a yellow, an orange Sharpie, um, a Revlon lip thing, a ring attached to a bracelet. I've obviously, like, taken that off and thought that's a good way to store that in there. I'm still... I'm still you weren't dead. kidding when you said that small bag holds a lot. Right. Some more receipts. Um... Some more chewing gum, a YSL lipstick, a tissue, an individual sachet of Marmite. You basically got the entire breakfast <laughs> buffet there, haven't you? I took it from the buffet for Darcy. Is there a sausage in there? <laughs> one fried egg, a hash brown, <laughs> um, one earring, one side earring, some like coins. A Kirby grip, you missed a Kirby yeah. grip. Oh, a Kirby grip. Um, a soft play half price voucher. Nice. Um... Oh, it's never ending. It's never ending. Mary Poppins bag. Um, some more coins, a receipt which I've screwed up some old chewed up chewing gum in, and a mini tart lipstick. I love it. Um, that's, that's it. That's my bag. Amazing. This is exactly what my handbag looks like. This is surely what people's handbag. Who? There's that thing, isn't there, where you should take out everything out of your handbag every day and put is it there? away. Is that a thing? Yeah, it oh. is. But I just leave junk in, like, if I went to get any of my other handbags, there would still be, like, a residual layer yeah. of... And you just top it up with the things that you need for the day. Yeah, I'll just put my phone and purse on top and yeah. then have to do that thing when I get to the front door of, like... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Another plastic fork for a this green, time, green. A green plastic fork <laughs> for all your chip needs. What's someone else doing? At least I've got the vitamins in there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the, that balances out the Nutella, the Marmite, and the chip forks. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Louise, thank you so much for being my thank guest on the podcast me. today. We're now sitting on a bed filled with all the, the crap in your bag. So Yeah, the crap um, from my bag. But yes, thank you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for listening. next episode i am going to be joined by clemmy hooper aka mother of daughters so do tune in for that and i'll see you next time hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.